Chapter 15, verses 25 through 32. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 25 through 32. Now his eldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never givest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. Bede, while the scribes and Pharisees were murmuring about his receiving sinners, our Savior put three parables to them successively. In the two first, he hints at the joy he has with the angels in the salvation of penitence. But in the third, he not only declares his own joy and that of his angels, but he also blames the murmurings of those who were envious. For he says, now his elder son was in the field. Augustine, the elder son is the people of Israel, not indeed gone into a distant country, yet not in the house but in the field, that is, in the paternal wealth of the law and the prophets, choosing to work earthly things. But coming from the field, he begins to draw nigh to the house, that is, the labor of his servile works being condemned by the same scriptures, he was looking upon the liberty of the church. Once it follows, and he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing, that is, men filled with the Holy Spirit, with harmonious voices preaching the gospel. It follows, and he called one of the servants, etc. That is, he takes one of the prophets to read, and as he searches in it, asks in a manner, why are those feasts celebrated in the church at which he finds himself present? His father's servant, the prophet, answers him, for it follows, and he said unto him, Thy brother is come, etc as if he should say, Thy brother was in the farthest parts of the earth, but hence the greater rejoicing of those who sing a new song, because his praise is from the end of the earth, and for his sake, who was afar off, was slain the man who knows how to bear our infirmities, for they who have not been told of him have seen him. Ambrose, but the younger son, that is the Gentile people, is envied by Israel as the elder brother, the privilege of his father's blessing, which the Jews did because Christ sat down to meet with the Gentiles, as it follows, and he was angry and would not go in, etc. Augustine, he is angry even also now, and is still unwilling to enter. When then the fullness of the Gentiles shall have come in, his father will go out at the fit time that all Israel may be saved. As it follows, therefore came his father out and entreated him. For there shall be at some time an open calling of the Jews to the salvation of the gospel, which manifestation of calling he calls 
the going out of the father to entreat the elder son. Next, the answer of the elder son involves two questions. For it follows, and he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. With respect to the commandment not transgressed, it at once occurs that it was not spoken of every command, but of that most essential one, that is, that he was seen to worship no other god but one, the creator of all. Nor is that son to be understood to represent all Israelites, but those who have never turned from God to idols. For although he might desire earthly things, yet sought he them from God alone, though in common with sinners. Hence it is said, I was a beast before thee, and I am always with thee. But who is the kid which he never received to make merry upon? For it follows, thou never givest me a kid, etc. Under the name of a kid the sinner may be signified. Ambrose. The Jew requires a kid, the Christian a lamb, and therefore is Barabbas released to them. To us a lamb is sacrificed, which thing also is seen in the kid, because the Jews have lost the ancient rite of sacrifice, or they who seek for a kid wait for Antichrist. Augustine, but I do not see the object of this interpretation, for it is very absurd for him to whom it is afterwards said, Thou art ever with me, to have wished for this from his father, i.e. to believe in Antichrist. Nor altogether can we rightly understand any of the Jews who are to believe in Antichrist to be that son. And how could he feast upon that kid which is Antichrist who did not believe in him? But if to feast upon the slain kid is the same as to rejoice at the destruction of Antichrist, how does the son whom the father did not entertain say that this was never given him, seeing that all the sons will rejoice at his destruction? His complaint then is that the Lord himself was denied him to feast upon, because he deems him a sinner. For since he is a kid to that nation which regards him as a violator and profaner of the Sabbath, it was not meet that they should make merry at his banquet. But his words with my friends are understood according to the relation of the chiefs with the people, or of the people of Jerusalem with the other nations of Judea. Jerome, or he says, Thou never givest me a kid, that is, no blood of prophet or priest has delivered us from the Roman power. Ambrose, now the shameless son is like to the Pharisee justifying himself, because he had kept the law in the letter. He wickedly accused his brother for having wasted his father's substance with harlots. For it follows, But as soon as this thy son is come, who hath devoured thy living, etc. Augustine, the harlots are the superstitions of the Gentiles with whom he wastes his substance, who, having left the true marriage of the true God, goes a-whoring after evil spirits from foul desire. Jerome, now in that which he says, Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf, he confesses that Christ has come, but envy has no wish to be saved. Augustine, but the father does not rebuke him as a liar, but commending his steadfastness, with him invites him to the perfection of a better and happier rejoicing. Hence it follows, but he said to him, Son, thou art ever with me. Jerome, or after having said, This is boasting, not truth. The father does not agree with him. 
but restrains him in another way, saying, Thou art with me, by the law under which thou art bound, not as though he had not sinned, but because God continually drew him back by chastening. Nor is it wonderful that he lies to his father who hates his brother. Ambrose, but the kind father was still desirous to save him, saying, Thou art ever with me, either as a Jew in the law, or as the righteous man in communion with him. Augustine, but what means he that he adds, and all that I have is thine, as if they were not his brothers also? But it is thus that all things are looked at by perfect and immortal children, that each is the possession of all and all of each. For as desire obtains nothing without want, so charity nothing with want. But how all things? Must then God be supposed to have subjected the angels also to the possession of such a son? If you so take possession as that the possessor of a thing is its Lord, certainly not all things, for we shall not be the Lord's, but the companions of angels. Again, if possession is thus understood, how do we rightly say that our souls possess truth? I see no reason why we may not truly and properly say so, for we do not so speak as to call our souls the mistresses of truth, or if by the term possession we are hindered from this sense. Let that also be set aside, for the Father says not, Thou possessest all things, but all that I have is thine, still not as if thou wert its Lord, for that which is our property may be either food for our families or ornament, or something of the kind. And surely, when he can rightly call his father his own, I do not see why he may not also rightly call his own what belongs to his father, only in different ways. For when we shall have obtained that blessedness, the higher things will be ours to look upon, equal things ours to have fellowship with, the lower things ours to rule. Let then the elder brother join most safely in the rejoicing. Ambrose, for if he ceases to envy, he will feel all things to be his, either as the Jew possessing the sacraments of the Old Testament, or as a baptized person, those of the new also. Theophylact, or to take the whole differently, the character of the son, who seems to complain, is put for all those who are offended at the sudden advances and salvation of the perfect, as David introduces one who took offense at the peace of sinners. Titus Bost, the eldest son then, as the husbandman, was engaged in husbandry, digging not the land but the field of the soul, and planting trees of salvation, that is to say, the virtues. Theophylact, or he was in the field, that is, in the world, pampering his own flesh, that he might be filled with bread, and sowing in tears, that he might reap in joy. But when he found what was being done, he was unwilling to enter into the common joy. Chrysostom, but it is asked whether one who grieves at the prosperity of others is affected by the passion of envy. We must answer that no saint grieves at such things, but rather looks upon the good things of others as his own. Now we must not take everything contained in the parable literally, but bringing out the meaning which the author had in view, search for nothing further. This parable then was written to the end that the sinner should not despair of returning, knowing that they shall obtain great things. Therefore he introduces others so troubled at these good things as to be consumed with envy, but those who return treated with such great honor as to become themselves an object of envy to others. 
Theophylact, or by this parable our Lord reproves the will of the Pharisees, who, according to the argument he terms just, as if to say, Let it be that you are truly just, having transgressed none of the commandments. Must we then, for this reason, refuse to admit those who turn away from their iniquities? Jerome, or in another way, all justice in comparison of the justice of God is injustice. Therefore Paul says, Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And hence were the apostles moved with anger at the request of the sons of Zebedee. Cyril, which we also ourselves sometimes feel, for some live a most excellent and perfect life. Another oft time, even in his old age, is converted to God, or perhaps when just about to close his last day. Through God's mercy washes away his guilt. But this mercy some men reject from restless timidity of mind, not counting upon the will of our Savior, who rejoices in the salvation of those who are perishing. Theophylact, the Son then says to the Father, For nothing I left a life of sorrow, ever harassed by sinners who were my enemies, and never hast thou for my sake ordered a kid to be slain, that is, a sinner who persecuted me, that I might enjoy myself for a little. Such a kid was Ahab to Elijah, who said, Lord, they have killed thy prophets. Ambrose, or else this brother is described so as to be said to come from the farm, that is, engaged in worldly occupations, so ignorant of the things of the Spirit of God, as at last to complain that a kid had never been slain for him, for not for envy, but for the pardon of the world, was the lamb sacrificed. The envious seeks a kid, the innocent a lamb, to be sacrificed for it. Therefore also is he called the elder, because a man soon grows old through envy. Therefore too he stands without, because his malice excludes him. Therefore could he not hear the dancing and music, that is, not the wanton fascinations of the stage, but the harmonious song of a people resounding with the sweet pleasantness of joy for a sinner saved. For they who seem to themselves righteous are angry when pardon is granted to one confessing his sins. Who art thou that speakest against thy Lord, that he should not, for example, forgive a fault, when thou pardonest whom thou wilt? But we ought to favor forgiving sin after repentance, lest while grudging pardon to another, we ourselves obtain it not from our Lord. Let us not envy those who return from a distant country, seeing that we ourselves also were afar off. End of chapter 15